Hello, you're listening to the No Secrets Podcast with Charles and Abby Metcalf. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the podcast. Hoping you enjoy it. Hello. Welcome to our first podcast. Oh, you started? Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Hey, welcome everybody uh, to the No Secrets Podcast. This is our first episode ever. We are sitting in our bed with two laptops open. It's well, one's about an iPad. With an iPad and a laptop, both, both issued by the church. <laughs> Thank you, Transformation. Um, but yes, we could not figure out. I've been struggling, honestly, uh, on how to record this. Fought a couple websites. I think I subscribe to a podcast website today for eleven ninety nine a month. <laughs> I might have done the yearly to save some That's money. That's great. Leslie's going to love that. But we're here, and we made it to our first podcast episode. I don't know if you're going to have to keep refreshing the screen like that. Let me just adjust that. Interesting. So, babe, why have we started a podcast? Well, I feel like we've talked about it for so long, Mm -hmm. and I never wanted to do it because everybody has a podcast. Everybody has a podcast. That's like one of my bits in preaching is like, oh, you want to start a podcast? Now I am the person who started the podcast. I was thinking about it tonight when you were trying to figure everything out i genuinely uh, not in a weird way but i just feel a bit over instagram Mm -hmm. and i feel like there's randomly been like a lot of questions uh not in like a i get so many questions so many (laughs) you guys have been asking that's one of my favorite things people do like yo so many of you've been asking it's like you have 500 followers Mm -hmm. and probably 16 people see your anyways there are like i feel like Anytime people ask us questions, it's the same type of questions. That's true. And uh, like, how's your sex life? That's a question. That's always get a lot. that's the number one that's question. Like top five. Yeah. So this is gonna be great. I can already tell. <laughs> I won't be saying whatever. Um, I can't figure out how to shut off the screen. So yeah, I feel like this just feels like a place for me that feels way more uh, genuine to like speak to those questions true. rather than like. An Instagram post. There's just I can't I feel tell like why yours is registering so much higher. In one one uh, at one point in my life, in answering those on Instagram felt like super genuine, and now it just that's true doesn't. Well, and um, I feel like Instagram you can't you can't answer a question like meaning like the questions that are asked. It's like you ask me this question, and this is like a deep nuance layer question that like I don't have enough characters. To screw, oh, what are you doing? I was just changing you the same thing as me. Oh, that I don't have enough like uh characters on my keypad to express that'll fit in this little box. So, yeah, I feel like at one point I also wasn't uh like confident in uh my verbal communication skills, I was way more confident Ooh. in written. written. You're a great writer, thank you. You have a children's book that you need to publish. I do, yeah. What's it called? Uh, I don't know yet. I, oh, I have yeah. the book, but the title is in progress. A bunny's love. <laughs> <laughs> because that's not it. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this, I just feel like this is a genuine place that we can have conversations. Yeah. Answer so, questions. First question <laughs> I want to ask you. Okay. No secrets podcast. Let's talk about that. Why um, do we do no secrets? Why is it no secrets? Which I think is amazing, by the way. 
that it's no secrets podcast. Yeah, it's just awesome. Micah, shout out to Micah. He made the graphic. Yeah. Um, um, I we move quick around here. It's so all happened in five hours. We all happened in five hours with our podcast. We don't know if we started it yet. We're just recording it. So if you're listening to this, we started a podcast. If, if we're listening to this, if this made it somewhere, it happened. If you're if you're reading this, it's too late. Nice. Shout out to Drake. So no secrets podcast. It was the first suggestion for a name. I want to say this. Who there was all, it? You said it was our friend. It was Kristen. <gasps> yeah. First thing. What she, a genius! Because she, she has her own podcast. Yeah. And she knew. She's a genius. Wow. I didn't know you said. I heard you say that it was our friend. I was yeah. like, who said it? Kristen. Shout out to Kristen. Black My Dalian first DM Alice. ever from Kristen. She responded. She was like, "No secrets." Ayo. I was like, "That's incredible." Here we are. Boom. Kristen will give you a penny for every podcast we make. Every one. <laughs> <laughs> We're not making anything off this podcast. So that's you'll just, make something. You will give you one penny for this first podcast. <laughs> a penny for your podcast. Six oh nine is the marker, so she can know where she's at in okay. the podcast. Great. Um. So yeah, no secrets podcast. First suggestion. There were a lot. Want to say this? There were a lot of bad ideas. <laughs> I would like to say to the audience. You don't have to say any. There were. You had a lot of bad ideas. We don't have to go over that. I'm gonna read them off. This is no. This <laughs> I'm I'm not <laughs> okay. But no secrets. I think it's a great a great name. Um, why is it no secrets? You think? Um, I feel like we genuinely don't have any. That's with each true. Other. It's that simple. We don't have any secrets with each other. I feel like there's. I mean, I mean there's stuff say people there's, listeners don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Like you're pregnant with the fifth child already. <laughs> three weeks after Blue was born. That's gonna be no, a hard. No secret. I mean, that's not true. But. Um, yeah, we don't have any secrets. That's crazy. With each other, yeah. So that's like a... That's crazy. I wonder how many people in their life... I wonder... You know what? I'm going to do some live stats. Live I'm going to look up stats on secrets. We're going to see what the internet says. Secret stats. Secret stats. Not stats that are a secret, stats but on, stats that are about secrets. Stats on secrets. Are secret people going to listen to this? Keeping. I think people Listen to us. I, mean, I don't know if I... We would... found out... That 97% of people have at least one secret at any given moment. That's wow. not the big stat. And people on average have 13 secrets. From desires, uh, sex, cheating, infidelity, Ooh. violations of trust. This is the Atlantic. I don't know how true the Atlantic is. Well, and I is. think also speaking back to why no <sighs> secrets sat with us. It's because at one time we did have secrets. Oh, no, that's the truth. And so Absolutely. it feels like this point in our life we've finally gotten over the last two years. It's like, yeah. no, genuinely, we don't have secrets from each other. And it feels like um, something to be proud of. I'm very proud of it. This stat is the one I was looking for. May 15th, 2017, The Atlantic. The average person is keeping 13 secrets right now. Five of them are secrets they have never told to another living soul. Wow. Five. That's Five crazy. things no other person in the world has ever known. That's a big deal. It feels lonely. That is. You know, that's the idea. I think the uh, the idea of that, uh, what is that saying? Secrets, secrets are no fun. Secrets. Unless they're shared with everyone. Oh. Oh, that's how I said it. <laughs> what do you do? What? Secrets, secrets are no fun unless they're shared with everyone. Is that how it goes? What's the secrets? Song. Secret, secret song? I don't know. 
Secrets nursery rhyme. Oh, nursery rhyme. Is it a nursery rhyme? I don't know. Secrets saying. Nursery. Secrets nursery. Five secrets. I don't know. That's not what it. Did you secrets, say? secrets well, are no fun unless say? they're shared with everyone. What were you going to say? I, I think I was thinking of sticks and stones hurt my bones, but no words oh. never hurt <laughs> me. Break my bones? I don't know. I don't think you know any nursery rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's a nursery rhyme. Um, But I think secrets a a parallel i would make are like um are, are poisons that kill you from the inside out it's very intense my computer shut down oh. still working i think it's still recording oh yeah we're still clipping along yeah i think secrets are it's like a delayed poison yeah that's a very intense real. thing but it's like a timed release capsule it's like you put it inside and you don't know when it's gonna hit mm-hmm uh and i feel like um yeah it's it actually makes me very sad thinking about the fact that there are people who um had have five secrets they never told another living person that's five things that are just rummaging around in their soul it's a big deal yeah it is um i'm gonna need you to talk more yeah (laughs) okay sorry Yes, that's so true. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm so glad you said it. I've just had a couple uh, moments where I've been like, yeah, that's crazy. And you're like, yep. It is crazy. Well, I mean, that's all. <laughs> I don't, I don't so, know if I'm okay. meant for a podcast. <laughs> so, okay. Here's here's the thing that I think we should connect with. Okay. Um, uh, is, um, so if, if 13 people, I mean, if people have 13 secrets that they're keeping right now, and five of them never told a living soul, I think that speaks to something I just got off FaceTime my little brother about, which is being a safe place for people. Mm. And I think the fact that people are keeping 13 secrets at a time and five of them are told in a living soul makes me think that people do not feel safe to say their secrets. That's real. And I think something that I value in our relationship is that uh, I feel like our marriage really lives out that idea that your secret's safe with me mm. and i think um there are a lot of people that say that but mm-hmm. it's not really true and so what let's talk about that being like a safe place for people mm-hmm. let me say this let's ask this question what is the first person you ever felt safe around to like like the idea of like your secret's safe with me like you can tell me and it's okay like where do you, where did that where do you what came to your mind when i said that you really yeah wow that's crazy i don't know that there was ever because at first i was gonna say my mom but then i thought about like like being in middle school yeah and like kissing a boy and being petrified oh she did a lot more than kiss a boy olivia okay that was not necessary (laughs) (laughs) is that too much you don't cut that out maybe (laughs) god that was (laughs) <laughs> rude. <laughs> I didn't read it a rude way. I was just saying. We ain't got no secrets on the podcast. I was a crazy 14 year old. We didn't have to get it that deep that quick. <laughs> Man. <laughs> All right. Oh, it's funny now. It's hilarious. <laughs> I feel great. Okay. Um, yeah, but like your parents, like. You kept secrets from your parents because they're your yeah. parents. I guess it's kind of what you're yeah, supposed to do. Yeah, not because, yeah. Not just, because they weren't safe, yeah. just because you was lying and stealing Literally, because it's like. I stole yeah. Larry the stealing Cucumber. Stuff? You said I was stealing stuff? I was talking about myself. I okay. stole Larry the Cucumber <laughs> from a Christian bookstore. A yeah. finger puppet of Larry the Cucumber. 
pretty sure I stole something from Mardell once too. Yeah, that's Christian kid problem. <laughs> <laughs> um, I remember one time I took a a tiny Lego man from my friend's little brother. This man was three years old. You stole something from a three year old, and I still think about it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> like, man, his name was Jonathan Pride. Jonathan Pride, I'm so sorry. I, public I took, apology. I took. I was probably six years old. I don't know how much younger you are than me, but I. At one time, I was probably five or six. You just took it from him. I took it from. He had a whole Lego table. It was so cool. You just stole it. And I took one little man off the table. Wow, that's crazy. You just put it in your pocket. And I what? think you so. I don't know whatever happened to that Lego man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I took it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so yeah anyways yeah no, I, w- I feel like you like that's crazy i think because i just wasn't even living in a a place where i knew that that could exist you know mm, what i mean yeah and so even like with great friends that i had it never felt like it, it always felt like there was like a, a a point of like yeah but if you know this mm-hmm. then you won't yeah you won't love me the same way that's true um and so i feel like it wasn't until we went through some really tough stuff Mm -hmm. that made me realize like oh wow like we can say whatever be so honest with each other yeah and somehow on the other side of that it's made me love you even more yeah and i realize your love for me is even deeper than i thought it was um and I, yeah, I just hadn't ever experienced that before in yeah. a relationship. Yeah, I think. <clears throat> what were you going to, who's your person? You're going to say like, your friend in sixth grade. <laughs> <laughs> what was that supposed to be funny? Or I, you, like, I don't know. Just because mine was you and it feels like, ah, my yours isn't going to be me. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Chandler. Oh, yeah. That makes yeah. Sense. No, I was going to say my little brother Chandler. <laughs> I think uh, he was, yeah, because I think he uh it was interesting though because i mean yeah me and chan's relationship has grown i feel like to a maturity where we could say this but i feel like he was the first person and then it kind of changed as i got older but i would say like he was the first person whenever he was probably i don't even know (laughs) eight nine or ten which just shows like (laughs) how healthy the relationship was or wasn't i don't know i would but like uh but yeah i think i felt like my brother I was aware enough that he thought I was cool. Like, and so I felt like because he thought I was cool, that meant like he would, whatever I would say, he'd be like, oh, this is cool. Like Charles said it. Like, and I don't know. That's like a deep thought in my head. That's just like, I felt like you're not, not going to think I'm cool anymore if I tell you. You're not going to love me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I just felt like you're always going to think I'm cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes he thinks I'm lame for sure, but. Uh, so yeah, I would say my little brother, and then and then, is there anybody after that? I think I had hints of it. Like there were mm-hmm. different leaders I had in youth yeah. and stuff that like uh, that like made me feel like, oh man, I think maybe you know like yeah, showed like true. glimpses yeah. of like I think of a guy named Josh Zeller, Zach Henson, um, people like that that made me think like, oh maybe maybe I could tell you some stuff and yeah. you would like respond well. And then interesting enough, I think as I got older, um, like relationship with my dad and with my mom, there were moments where like I saw, I remember there were things with my dad where he responded differently than I thought he would. Mm -hmm. Or I went through a process of like 
which every person goes through. Arlo's going to go through one day with me where you realize that like your parents aren't superheroes that are perfect people <laughs> and they've made mistakes too. Yeah. But that somehow shakes you You're like, oh my God, what? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I think when my, when I started realizing the humanity of just life and my dad and all that stuff, it made it feel more safe for some reason. And that so, yeah. What do you think, what do you think makes people feel safe? Like, um, like why did, what what makes people feel safe or um, what has made you feel safe in our relationship? Mm, that's what I'm trying to think. I feel like I feel like there's been moments um, and not even necessarily having to do like around like secrets or like telling you something I'm like nervous to tell you or anything like that but even of just times when um I've honestly like treated you poorly and like been just like straight up rude and like those moments where I would like express to you like I just need like I know that I'm not Mm. necessarily easy to love right now but like I just need you to hug me yeah and like those moments I feel like of me consciously realizing and knowing like I haven't made it easy to love me at this moment (laughs) over the last 20 minutes or whatever (laughs) like yeah but the fact of like you can like look at me and know now that it's like oh shoot you probably just like need a hug or whatever and I feel like it's those moments of like oh man I just was not kind and here you are like loving me mm-hmm. um i feel like that's what sticks out in my mind is like has made me feel the most safe mm-hmm. um it just makes it feel like a safe place in general yeah what about you um yeah i think i think it's like uh like from what you said and what i feel and was in my head like the way i would like phrase it is like conscious sacrifice mm-hmm. like I've seen like it's like the conscious effort of like I know you do not like this mm. or you do not want to apologize or you don't want to give me a hug mm-hmm. or you do not want to walk out with me wearing these clothes <laughs> <laughs> which was a real life situation earlier in our marriage so I was dressing crazy still dress crazy but like and seeing you consciously be like I do not want to do this this but i'm going to is it was like it was almost like the dramatic or poetic whatever way you want to say it i would i would put it is like i saw you like excuse me um, (laughs) heard that in my headphones i saw you like consciously um it feels like this you know the dramatic scenes in the movies where somebody jumps in front of a bullet or somebody it's like i saw you like put yourself out there and like, man, Charles is really wearing something crazy or blah, 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 or whatever. And I don't necessarily, what whatever, but I'm going to really go with that and like consciously sacrifice. That made me feel like, man, you really, you got skin in the game. It made me feel like I'm not just out here by myself. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, me, like they feel like oh, I'm just out here. Like it's mm-hmm. just me, me against the world or if people knew who I really was or people knew how 
bad of a person I was or the thoughts I had or the mistakes I made or mm. what someone did to me when I was little, like they wouldn't love me anymore. Mm. And it's all this like isolation and um, loneliness. You know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. it's just like loneliness of like, yeah. I'm the only one and nobody gets it. And I think seeing somebody else like be like, I don't get it, but I'm willing to try to get it. Like I'm willing to like be down there with you. Like um, I heard uh, an analogy one time with our friends who were married, they were talking about like one of them was down in a hole and one of them's personality was like, get out the hole like come on let's pull you about the hole and they said their counselor told them like no you need to get in the hole with yeah. her and just sit there yeah. and like no matter how long she wants to sit there just sit down in there Ooh, so hard that sucks that does let's talk about that like i think our personalities are very different so i'm definitely the person in the hole like i'm, I'm like, like get to the heck out of the hole i made you a ladder climb <laughs> i'm like you don't even know what it's like to be down here in this hole yeah okay so let uh without going down a sex analogy what made you want to come down the hole i don't that's weird. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know where i was going with that um but like yeah that was a lot we may cut that out but what oh we're, we're still gonna be able to hear that on my microphone buddy good thing you muted yours <laughs> For those of those who just thought Abby disappeared, she didn't. She just coughed up a lung. Um, okay, let's talk about that. Let's say there's a relationship, marriage, friendship, um, where one person in the friendship is down in a hole um, emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally, and the other person doesn't necessarily want to get down there. Or doesn't feel like that's what should be happening, or what their personality is. How do you, how do you find the strength, the humility, the whatever, to go down there and convince yourself to go help your friend, your spouse, your loved one, your parent, whoever. Um. How did you? Yeah. With me, when I those different moments where I was like stuck. I think that I realized that. Uh, making you try to process it like I do mm -hmm. wasn't going to fix anything. Like mm -hmm. I, yeah. I realized <laughs> that like you had to be down there and figure mm -hmm. it out so that when you came up, you could be up yeah, and like actually be there with me. Yeah. Where is like, I feel like there were times when you would try for me. I'd be like, you'd be down in the hole and I'd be mm -hmm. like, Hey, get out of there and you'd be like okay and come up but it's like i wasn't really mentally out. you were still like emotionally you were Dang. still down there but physically you were trying yeah. to be up with me yeah and it was so hard and i like wouldn't understand and be like be happy or like yeah. be okay and <laughs> yeah. that's just like not i feel like also too because my personality it's way easier for me to shove things mm -hmm. and for like months mm -hmm, <laughs> and then mm -hmm. be like oh my gosh this is really affecting yeah. me i need to <laughs> deal with this um and for you that's just not a possibility like yeah. that's not and so yeah i think like it was the realization that like uh the way that i see to fix everything wasn't actually what you needed mm. to heal yeah. or for your situation to be fixed and like as hard as it was for me, 
I think also too, it was like me being able to articulate to you of like, Hey, when I just sit down here with you, Mm. I feel like I'm not loving you well Mm. because I'm leaving you in this state and in this place. And you love me. So you want me to get out and I love you so much. So I want to put you on my back (laughs) and climb up the ladder (laughs) with whatever strength I have left in me. Yeah. And like, even being able to say that to you and for you, for me to be able to like, I feel like you were also, even when you were down there, like a safe place for me to be able to say like, Hey, I'm down here with you, but this is so freaking hard. for yeah. me. And <laughs> yeah. like, I had to like yeah. say that a few times yeah. and I feel like it eventually got easier and it didn't feel like, mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, this is the hardest thing ever. Mm-hmm. I think also too, because I saw the result once I actually like got down there mm-hmm. with you and like just hey i'm like this sucks and mm-hmm. you're right and like tell me why it sucks tell mm-hmm. me why you're feeling this tell me yeah. and like i th- then actually going through that process for the first time yeah. like what cuz that was 2 years ago mm-hmm. that we really did i feel like that actually like happened for us mm-hmm. and i didn't just try to like slap the bandaid on you and make you <laughs> yeah. get up yeah i feel like um there i we experienced such true healing mm-hmm. that then after that it was like it if I, it's like now if i ever see you in a hole it's like i like cannonball in with you because <laughs> yeah. it's like okay let's do it yeah. like let's yeah. and because i realized it's like no if like you can process this and if that's what you need then it's like being in it and feeling it all is going to um help you be able to get out quicker rather than me just standing up top and leaving you down there by yourself yelling at you like every 20 minutes like (laughs) hey are you okay now like can you stand up like yeah so no that's so good well i think i don't know you said so many different things i think the uh one i think it does take because i think something people pick up on see whether from that's me speaking or whatever um of, and the questions that we've gotten asked of like your strength and like how do you um, uh, stay with someone who's going through a hard time? Mm-hmm. How do you someone who's struggling with mental illness or different things like that? And I think it's very courageous of mm-hmm. like you and of a friend or a spouse or a parent or a kid to have the courage to get down in the hole because mm-hmm. I, I remember moments where I could tell you getting in the hole almost felt like admitting defeat or felt like hopeless or like if I get down here what if we don't ever get out like you know what I'm saying like kind of those like worst case scenarios and but on the other end I think it you you said it so well of like if I if I come about this hole but I'm my soul's gonna be down out there and like my body's gonna be up here but I'm not gonna be any good to nobody and I think many times that was a lot of our marriage early on of me just being like yeah i'm fine but mm-hmm. i would just be quiet mm-hmm. like and that silence was my body's here but my mind is somewhere else and i think that felt just as lonely as being in the hole it was like you know what i'm saying like, you saying that it made me think is like and that's even goes like so um well with what we're talking about of like in those early days, you were saying what I wanted you to say, mm. but it did not feel at all no. how I wanted it to feel. <laughs> yeah. And 
what I was terrified in those times of you saying, yeah, like, hey, this is what I'm actually feeling. And this is what I'm like, mm-hmm. this is what's going through my mind right now. Mm-hmm. All those, like, it wasn't until you said those things that, like, it feels like we got to a place to where if you ever did feel off or whatever, mm-hmm. that, like, we were okay. Yeah. And, like, yeah, but it's yeah. just such a weird it's such a funny thing because I feel like, yeah, there were times when it was like, I was just so scared of like, no, I don't even think I could have handled the um, honesty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Then because I was so, I don't even know. I was just like living afraid. We talked about that, but like (laughs) genuinely, but it's funny because then it's like, yeah, getting to a place to where it's like, no, actually just facing all of those things Mm -hmm is so much better than yeah i'm fine but like knowing that you're not well no i think it's the the idea of safety is like for me it's like when something is unsure like uh if you were like i have that like cartoon picture in my head of like two canyons and there's like a wooden bridge between them and like the planks are missing and it's like i don't feel safe when i don't see a clear path on how to get across this and i think at some point to create safety it takes a leap of faith yeah like you have to just like it takes a leap of faith to get down in the hole it takes a leap of faith to let someone down there like i think for me there were a lot of thoughts i had or um uh things that were going through my mind or or stuff that just was like i don't know what if i tell abby this you know there's always that idea no matter how long you've been married or how safe you feel with someone there are still times when i think oh gosh like it feels that way it gets less and less i think but there's still that lack of um of sureness of like a sure foundation on like oh my gosh what are they really gonna think but i think um like you said like being able to get down there and just admit like no i'm here it's okay we're gonna get out of this i think that allowed me to be able to know like okay like she's gonna sit down here with you and when that is answered like the question will anybody sit here with me then you're able to acknowledge that you don't want to be in the hole either like you know what i'm saying i think some it's easy to look at some people and be like you just pull yourself up by your bootstraps and just get up like and it's like nobody wants to be down there like you know what i'm saying like but sometimes it takes getting down there and there with somebody and me being like well you really got down here with me that's the conscious sacrifice thing like i saw you like I know you want to pretend like everything's okay, but you just sat down and like, just let me complain for an hour and didn't try to fix any of it. Um, and then when you did that, it was like, oh, okay, cool. Like I'll get out now. Like I need your help, but like I'm willing to try to get up the ladder now. And so I feel like it's like on the other side of that too, because I feel like you have taught me if we're using like getting down in the hole as like an analogy for like feeling your feelings and processing the emotions yeah. that you're actually feeling, like you've genuinely taught me how to do that. Yeah. And even on the like <clears throat> other end of things, even like the last couple years, like I went through mm-hmm. like a super hard situation and there, I feel like you sat there with me for a while mm-hmm. and then it finally got to a point where you were like hey like it's time to forgive it's time to get out of this hole dang yeah and it's crazy you were like prepping a sermon 
but that cert like the whole like principle for it and everything that you were talking about was like it like exactly like for me and for mm-hmm. my heart and it's like basically you told me like hey if you continue to sit down here it's just hurting you yeah <laughs> like yeah. at this point you have processed and i think because i was living in such a place of before i would never get in the hole yeah, yeah. and yeah. <laughs> ever to like process those yeah. um really hard things and so then it was like well i don't want to skip over it so yeah. but then i got stuck in this spot of yeah. like okay if i progress from here then i'm just shoving it under the rug which wasn't the case at all yeah and i feel like you had to give me that wake-up call of like hey like you've been down here for a while and mm-hmm. nothing's gonna change if nothing changes and like you gotta forgive and you gotta look up because mm-hmm. this isn't this isn't where you have to be anymore yeah well i think that's a that's an interesting thing i think to talk about with people is like how do you know when um when to get down there and when to get out you know what i'm saying like because i think that's a uh an interesting thing is like i feel like you yeah. just said that and it just came, i feel like it's when sadness turns to bitterness oh that's really good for yeah. me yeah, that's really good. Like the sadness, like, yeah, you need to sit down there and process. Mm-hmm. Or maybe if the first thing is bitter, you know, you need to mm-hmm. sit down there and process it. But like if it turns to like, yeah, just letting it mm-hmm. sit and like fester in your yeah. heart. Is fester the right word? Yeah. Well, out. I think my preacher way, I, I would not even add to what you said, but I would compliment what you said is when a feeling turns into a filter. mm like when I feel sad to now everything's sad. Yeah. Like life is sad. There's no hope. Like you like, but that what you said, like when sadness turns to bitterness or when hurt turns into unforgiveness, like when um, being overlooked turns into a grudge and a chip on my shoulder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like th- those are because I think being down in those low places are where you develop um perspective and empathy and things for people yeah. that you know what i'm saying like sometimes getting down in there you see the world differently you're like oh man i get why you do that blah yeah. blah blah. or you have emotions to relate to people like mm-hmm. you've been in a depth of sadness that oh now this is a tool to use and i can relate to somebody yeah. with this but you don't want to relate to people off bitterness or unforgiveness yeah. or hurt or um not hurt but like bitterness unforgiveness a chip on your shoulder like those things and so i think yeah, when that's really good when sadness turns to bitterness. How did you? Um, I mean, you, you said it was me. So what? What did you have to do once you realized, like, oh, I'm starting to get bitter. Like, like, like I'm I'm feeling that maybe it didn't tip over. Maybe like, what was it? Going from like, don't get into the emotions at all. To now we're down here, and I actually got too comfortable down here, and I went from sad to kind of hurt. I went from I mean, to, to, to go from sad to bitter, I went to hurt to like, oh man, I've got something in my heart that I need to deal with. What was that like process? Like getting out, like what, it, what gave you the courage to like, all right, Abby, you gotta like, cause you had to have hard conversations. You had to like, you know what I'm saying? There was real stuff that like you didn't want to do. What was it that uh, motivated you or inspired you? I feel like uh, one was 
counseling. <laughs> yes. That was the Shout out to Brent. Yeah, that's we would like to dedicate this first <laughs> No Secrets podcast to Brent, our counselor. Thank best. you very much. No, I feel like just very plainly, like, I, it took me a while. Like, even when I yeah. realized it, it still took a while. I mean, we're talking months and months and months. Months and months and months. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the thing I think. Hold your thought. Okay. Do you remember your thought yeah. you have? I think this podcast, No Secrets, this is not a overnight thing nor an arrival thing. Yeah. Like, we are talking. We went through hard things. And we still have way more life to live than yeah. we have lived. And so going through hard things. Yeah. yeah. Like, so it, it's not a, oh, we'll never be whatever. But I think, yeah, like you said, it, this was what well, we experienced. What you're talking about was a two year, two and a half year process. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I think, I mean, and that's for a lot of people. It's it's not a like, oh, man, I thought about keeping a secret and I didn't. Or I thought about, no, 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 this takes time. And so I think. I just wanted to say that because I don't want people to feel like, oh, they don't have any, like, yeah, no. no, we're still, we're still navigating stuff. Yeah, I think uh, going to counseling and processing that it, it had turned to bitterness, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, coming to terms with that, and then <clears throat> I think it, uh, it felt easier to be bitter and to blame than to forgive. Wow. <laughs> and uh, it like felt easier being like a martyr in the scenario. Dang, yeah. Um, but then realizing like being the martyr was only hurting myself uh -huh. and the relationships around me. Yeah. Um, so that's really honest yeah <laughs> um i remember somebody came up to me around the same time i say around the same time in that six month process <laughs> um it was like literally it's like one of our friends who's very prophetic and always has like a spot-on word mm -hmm. and this one time she came up to me and she said this and immediately I was like, I don't want that. Like, I don't want you that. Said, I don't you want take it, it back. <laughs> take Can that we return one back. that? <laughs> back to Cinder. You're always, to Cinder. you're always on point, but no way with this one. But yeah. Um, she said like, hey, restoration is yours if you want it. If you want it, Jesus. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't want it. Literally. That's true though. I think a lot of things are ours if we want it. Yeah. I think but it's, it's just like the, it's easier to be mad no it, it wait, really, it really is. is and, and i think that's important to, to to have a moment of, of validating people yeah i think people need to feel that like yeah. it's okay to be mad and it's easier to be mad it makes sense if you're listening this and you're like you have had unforgiveness in your heart for 10 years that's human nature like you know what i'm saying it's like that's that's the easier route well, that's the natural route having to like forgive someone that comes along with having a really hard conversation or being mm -hmm. really honest when you haven't been really honest before yeah, and yeah. uh well it takes admitting too i think that some of it comes back in in all those situations both of the things we're talking about with me and with you some of that stuff came back on us yeah absolutely like they initially maybe heard of there was yeah. an initial offense that happened with somebody but we let it go too long or yeah. we did something back you and know like what i'm saying you, like you have the in my case it's like i had a conversation and then realized it's like oh this isn't actually uh, 
I this was like a le- code red level 10 and it's like oh when both sides have talked it's mm-hmm. like oh man this is probably about a five <laughs> <laughs> yeah for yeah. both sides yeah, and like yeah, yeah. we both heard each other yeah. and talking about it it's like oh wow I see now that like I can have that conversation so much quicker next time mm-hmm. I think that where I was at even just with being pregnant and mm-hmm. with the kids and all of that stuff it's like mentally I didn't necessarily have uh and emotionally I didn't have the capacity yeah um and I think that there's grace for that too it's like that's yeah, okay absolutely. and I learned through that process but now realizing yeah I think it's I think it's difficult to have those conversations of forgiveness because you can never if you're going in I, w- I don't want to say never in my scenario, going in was realizing um, I can no longer just put the blame all on someone else. Yeah, There's yeah. stuff that I have to own up to and there's mm-hmm. stuff that I have to, uh, yeah, just take ownership of that it doesn't, that doesn't ever feel fun, you know? No, and yeah. so um, it was, it was easier just to sit in the bitterness and to blame it and to be, yeah, just like this, like... <laughs> sad little hurt person but it's yeah. like yeah i want i want to be healthy and yeah. i think that's what like the conversations with my counselor that's what it was every time of like hey you don't actually want to be this person yeah you don't want to let bitterness take over your life yeah absolutely and so yeah it's like for me it was like mustering up the strength to forgive yeah <laughs> the strength to like see someone um with love and with mercy instead mm. of just pain. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think you're great at this, by the way. I think you're awesome. Oh, thank you. Love hearing you talk. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I think, yeah, I think it, it, uh, a life of, of, cause I think here's, here's the thing. And I think in my head, I want to keep it. No secrets under 60 minutes. Uh, How are we at? Okay. we're at 45, but like, I think if we hit an hour, that's perfect. Yeah. What do you think? I was just thinking, I feel like all of that that we just talked about, it goes so hand in hand with what we were talking about, the like with marriage, like the pride thing. Yeah. 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 No. Um, I think with the secrets thing, though, like, no, uh, a life of no secrets takes sacrifice. Mm. And I think it is the sacrifice of your comfort, it is the sacrifice of your mental state that is maybe how you naturally deal with things you know whether you ignore stuff whether you're maybe you naturally um are an internal processor but your spouse is an external processor or your friend is like yo you gotta tell me what's going on and you don't want to tell nobody and like it takes a sacrifice of like oh i have to say something like and i think yeah that's the real thing like i've seen you um some of our closest friends have to sacrifice their natural way of thinking their Mm -hmm. natural way of doing things in order to create a safe place so that they don't, there aren't secrets. Like, and I think, oh, that's what I was going to say. It triggered a thought of like, I think we have to be honest with ourselves and say like, in any situation where we didn't feel safe, there were always secrets that we kept, not only from that person, but from ourselves. Like, meaning there were things that we didn't fully admit or that we didn't like own up to or that we didn't realize like man i put too much stake in p 
people pleasing or what they thought of me or i i was really prideful and like the reason that hurt me so bad is actually because there was a little bit of pride and like i connected myself to that too much or or i was rude and like i don't know i think uh but yeah i think overarchingly it's like secret creating a place where there's no secrets a place of safety it takes sacrifice and you just said it and i think we should talk about it but um we're talking about marriage and i think um you know i hope a lot of people who listen to this are married aren't married but if you desire to be married one day i think one of the things that we've had to learn is uh to create a safe place is to be uh as the scripture says quick to listen slow to speak Mm -hmm. and i think i would uh i think sometimes it is quick to listen um quick to apologize and slow to speak you know like i think the quick to apologize is one of those things that when you talk about a sacrifice like a conscious sacrifice something that does build safety um in a marriage is being apologetic Mm -hmm. and being an apologetic person and i think that is a muscle of humility that we both have had to develop in marriage it's just like admitting when you blew it and i think that that's something that creates a lot of safety. I just had a conversation with my little brother, and we both mm-hmm. multiple times in the conversation said, yo, man, I'm not doing good at this mm-hmm. with our relationship, like with you. And like we're able to say that. And I think that created safety was like yeah. being able to admit that. But I think whether it's in a relationship with a sibling or a spouse or a parent um, or your kid, that's a really hard thing to do sometimes mm-hmm. is just to admit you were wrong. Like, so why do you think it's so hard to admit, like, my little brother literally he was like somebody says something to me and i wanted to be like no like and i resonated 100 percent. like when somebody brings up something to you that yeah. you did or how you made them feel or whatever our immediate response is like no i didn't i mean i feel like it shows up even literally in genesis of like yeah. adam and eve did something god asked and the immediate thing is like I didn't you know the woman the woman you gave me hiding and like all that is like I feel like that's just in yeah human nature Luna be doing that (laughs) what happened Arlo did it it was Arlo it's like I literally just saw you yeah (laughs) Um, Arlo does it this is what he does now he we literally got the car today we were going to eat breakfast we got in our amazing minivan (laughs) sarcasm uh she loves it i'm still getting into it but she we got the car and i'll go say it luna say it luna say it say it say it and then she says like welcome to the stinky car like poopy bottom poopy bottom and they were like arlo do not tell your sister and he's immediately like i didn't say it luna said it like but yeah i think we all we all have um an immediate sense of blame in us that doesn't want to accept responsibility because it it feels crappy to to like admit you, that you're wrong yeah. or like admit that you messed up like that Be- never feels great <laughs> because i think it goes back to what will people think of me if i'm wrong like it's like it feels like it circles back to the same idea of safety it's like i don't want to tell you i messed up because if i tell you i messed up what are you gonna think am i gonna get in trouble I feel like even for me too for me it's like i don't want to look weak Mm, and yeah. I feel like you have that like that is have, like you want to I want to strong I don't know what that yeah, is in yeah. me but it's like our girls have that I'm strong yeah. I don't need anybody I like that's just <laughs> yeah. like what's in me and like yeah that's what was so hard for me I feel like even well, like I think having naturally, the kids and stuff of mm-hmm. like needing to even like you their dad me. like As ask the for dad. that like yeah. 
And I think that's because like she'd be getting out the car just grabbing stuff. Well, I think it's because too. Yeah, it's just like, yeah. Well, I think, and this is a very honest thing, and I think, yeah. but like you, your parents got divorced when you were young. You're raised by a very strong single mom who yeah. did an amazing job with you and your brother. Yeah. And so some of that is just what was necessary for her to be a great mother was yeah. to be strong and be yeah. like. And she did we, everything. Yeah. Because, your mom's like a super, yeah. like she's like can cook, can style stuff, like super mom. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like that your mom's just like that. So she I think did everything. And like seeing her do that, that's just what mm-hmm. in my mind, it was like a subconscious thing of like. We this do everything, we do. Yeah. and anytime that I was with my dad, I just remember, like when I was young, I just remember it would I would be like sad because it's like oh, I'm not with mom right now, and like those mm-hmm. kind of things, and so then I would associate of like, if you if Arlo went to like run an errand with you, I'm like no, he can stay with me, like he doesn't have to. Yeah. It's like what? Like he, and you it, like wanted to always be like I can handle. Yeah, it. like I can handle it. I got yeah, it. Yeah. I can like I don't need any help. I don't need yeah. any whatever of like yeah, like admitting, admitting that I need help, admitting mm-hmm. that I messed up, admitting that yeah, it's just like I my mm-hmm. innate thing is like wanting to feel strong and mm-hmm. feeling weak feels like yuck. So yuck. <laughs> I hate that. (laughs) It's funny. I think I don't, I don't, I mean, obviously the idea of feeling weak is I I relate to that on, on a human level, Mm -hmm. but I think that's not like my deepest, uh, I'm trying to think like what that is for me. Like why I wouldn't be honest is because what, what did you say? Right before that you said something, you said, cause I said, you said it. I did. Yes. And I don't know. Maybe I did run the podcast back. <laughs> I feel like for, you did. For me, I feel like like if I'm thinking about that, I feel like it's, I don't want to tell you the truth because, yeah, I feel like, I don't know, like mine feels a, life, a level of acceptance. Like, would you still accept me and like be with me and stay with me if I whatever was you know what i'm saying like it's not the this it, it is a form of like acceptance and like yeah would you stay with me like would you and i think that's i remember and we had this conversation it was a super weird conversation one time I remember we were talking and i was like yo if i ever like do an interview or something <laughs> and i was like a very serious moment like i felt i don't know why it was a super weird thought is i was thinking i think it was honestly around uh this is very which I talk about this, but like when Kanye, Kanye, uh, one of the things he was doing interviews and saying some stuff that was just off the wall, and I literally I was like, babe, if I ever like just went off the wall, like I was on TMZ saying something sideways, like, I, would you like still rock with me? Like I think we were literally taking a shower, like we were like, and I was just like, Can you just tell me right now, like no matter what I say, you'll back me up. Yes. I was like, yeah, but I babe, think, got you. Yeah, like, and I think. There's a part of everybody that wants to feel like if I tell you what's really going on or if I tell you that I'm not strong, like Mm -hmm. if I tell you that I don't have the answers, if I tell you that I'm not who you think you are, are you still going to be with me? And I think, yeah, yeah, that's like, yeah. I think even for me too, it's like I like practically like 
uh, in the last three weeks since we've had blue, mm-hmm. there's been times where shout out to our fourth and final fourth child, kid, final blue kid, Sunday. Praise God. Blue eyes, by the way. Crazy. Iconic. So crazy. No, but I think like because we say the no secrets thing, and I think when a lot of people think of secrets, they think of like these big, deep, dark things that they've <laughs> yeah. done, or like you're cheating on someone, yeah. so you gotta tell them, or like all these things. But you're like, secretly like. Uh, Heisenberg, like Walter White, you know who that is. You, <laughs> you, you said Heisenberg, and I thought Heisen Trophy. That's what came to my head. <laughs> if we had video ball? right now, everybody would have saw your eyes panic when I said Heisenberg. <laughs> it's, it's the guy, the, the show, show Breaking Bad. Bad. Walter yeah. White, you know Breaking Bad. I know that it's too scary for me to watch. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because it's not actually a scary show. Well, you know me. Yeah, no, you would definitely be scared. Too dark. But he's a he's a crack crack meth but he's like a drug dealer secretly that was the connection of what i was saying like a big secret no you shouldn't watch it yeah okay great show though um <laughs> no but like practically they for think me, it's a big thing yeah yeah, yeah. practically for me oh who's your mom arlo blue made some noises okay i thought arlo said mom <laughs> that's crazy Blue just like squeaked over here. She's you about know to wake he'd up. be on this mic in two seconds if he oh, had yeah, record a podcast. Um, no, I feel like a lot of people think hear secrets. You think this big, big thing. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like I have like with after having blue, it's just what happens every single time with me. It's like I'll have these like, uh, like moments of like sadness or like crazy thoughts that could pop into my head or like whatever, and. I will sit and like, like think about them way too much, like dwell on them way too much. Mm-hmm. And for me, like no secrets right now looks for me yeah. like when that pops into my head of saying that to you, even though like that, I, I hate saying it out loud. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, I like literally the big thing for me this whole time of like the end of my pregnancy. And then now having her, it's been when like other people are here to help me Mm -hmm. it's funny it goes back to being weak i feel like i i'm not like a strong enough mom Mm -hmm. to to do everything but then it's like i know that i want to be like spending time with blue i know that i need to be resting all those things and i need the help yeah but like then it gets in my head of like Arlo and Luna and Jake don't feel loved by you (laughs) because you didn't wipe their bottom today (laughs) you know what i mean like yeah um their love languages. <laughs> so just like even saying those things out loud of like, hey, I feel like a really bad mom today. Mm, yeah. And like saying it out loud just helps so much. Yeah. And I feel like that's even a thing of like even the little practice of like being able to say those things to you so that I know it won't turn yeah. into an anxious thought. That's good. It's like, yeah, because a lot of times it's like that's how big secrets start is something mm-hmm. little yeah. and you sit and you dwell on it for so long mm-hmm. until you physically can't say it out loud because you've yeah. ran down this whole thing no, with it. Absolutely. And but it's like the sooner that like things pop into my head and just because you are that safe place for me. Yeah. It's like I or if like if you're not married, getting to a place where you have a friend or a, yeah. a counselor that's like, yeah. hey, I had this crazy thought. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like that is such a a freeing place mm-hmm. to be secrets are safer when they're smaller secret secrets are safe when they're smaller <laughs> that was 
I was gonna say the better, more rhyming thing would have said yeah. is secrets are safer when they're not as significant. That would have been a better thing, but I didn't want to go so hard. You're you're a preacher. You can do yeah. it. Okay. You secrets are, are safer. A preacher from Transformation Church. You Transformation can. Church. <laughs> secrets are safer when they're not as significant, meaning they're safer to deal with. So the secret of man, uh, I don't feel like a good mom, mm-hmm. is way safer to say than the secret of something 10 thoughts past, yeah. I'm not a good mom. Yeah. And so I think that's like the biggest thing that I feel like is, uh, we're coming up on our 60 minutes mark, and I feel like this is a great landing place. Yeah, yeah it's great. We can do another one if you want. But uh, No, I need to go to bed. <laughs> I feel like that's that's my encouragement to everybody if you could not yawn into the mic so sorry. uh it is midnight recording this but i feel like that is a great thing it's just encouraging people to start small like so the hope is not that you listen to the no secrets podcast and be like all right sweet i gotta tell you something like <laughs> you know like it may not start there it may just be starting with like ah. Ooh, I just thought about we need to talk about that sometime. What? We literally, I was thinking, just it's. I'll write it down on my phone. It started in our engagement. You remember after we got engaged, yep. we literally. No, we got to talk about in that. In the car one time, we yeah, we'll do a whole thing on that. Yep. But like both of us bawling our eyes out, telling yep. each other every person that we had kissed before each other. Done anything sexually with? Yeah, because we were both virgins, but we barely slid into that. In the fact that we didn't slide in. Didn't slide. <laughs> okay. Um, but yes, and no. I think the heartbreaking thing of that. But it was like I feel like from the beginning we kind of decided like we're gonna we're gonna we'll be, be honest. brutally honest with each other. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I think. Um, yeah. No secrets. I think secrets are safer when they're not as significant. And I think I would encourage everybody listening to figure out what are some ways that you could just be a little bit more honest. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that sounds, sounds funny, funny, but I think if you want to live a lighter. yeah, <laughs> like if you want to live a life, we, we should tell. You. Here's the, we'll end with this story of the magic wings. What, what is it called? Magic eyes. I don't know. Brent told me he had to get like rights to put that in his book. I don't know. Can we just talk about it? Oh no, we won't tell you about the magic eyes then. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> here's the principle of the magic eyes: is um, secrets weigh you down, yeah. and if you can be honest with small secrets you'll be able to slowly build up um or be able to let go of the heavy things that have helped you and so if you little by little you'll feel lighter yeah if you find yourself like 97 percent of people on the planet 8 billion people 97 percent of them what other percentages on that is who knows um five secrets you never told a soul don't start with those five maybe start with just a few small ones and as you're honest um, you'll be able to create a safer place and live a life of no secrets. So, anyways, thank you so much for joining us on our very first podcast. I love this. I think we're going to keep doing it. This feels it's a great night routine. We have to do a little bit earlier. A little bit earlier. I'm a little bit tired. Thanks for tuning in. Smash that like button. Oh, my God. Bye. Smash that like button.